got the real deal now. Ooh. Gonna kick this sorry ass out on the street. Wrestling podcast. My name is Robert Fuller, and joining me to the show today is Nick Gator. Nick, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Yes, I know we are continuing our series on Undertaker's streak, and this time he is facing. Uh, it was supposed to be a tag team match, but we'll get to that. <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be tag teaming with Nathan Jones to face A Train and The Big Show. Uh, so, Nick, in 2003, at the time this took place, where were you as a wrestling fan? I was funny because this is about the time that I was really becoming the big wrestling fan that I was. It's sort of like, especially with, with this particular WrestleMania, that, you know, this, this match aside, which is maybe not one of the classics of the Undertaker streak, you know, WrestleMania 19 had a ton of great wrestling and a r- lot of good feuds going on. And I was in graduate school and I had just sort of found my my spot again as a big wrestling fan. I would be a casual wrestling fan and I was a casual wrestling fan probably, you know, in the 99, 2001, you know, I, I, you know, I'd watch raw, I'd probably watch pay-per-views, but I wasn't going to go out of my way. I wasn't going to be, you know, I wouldn't be that wrestling fan. I probably wouldn't go to shows. I wouldn't go to pay-per-views. Not like now where I'm going to WrestleMania in two weeks. I'm going the money in the bank in Boston in the summer. We're already making plans for the Rumble, you know, things like that. So this this time period, WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 20, 03, 04, uh, this is when I'm really starting to get the juices going and become as big a wrestling fan as I've been since I was a kid. Yeah, this pretty much in the middle of my like second period of being a wrestling fan. I got, I kind of got out of it just for WrestleMania 21. Um, I got actually this WrestleMania has a birthday principal uh, birthday present on DVD because the way it works with DVDs in the UK is that you, you don't get them the month after. We get them like four months afterwards, which is really weird. Um, so I got it, and I said, "Boy, I I I think WrestleMania 19 is one of the best ones." Unfortunately, yeah. I don't really think this match is a reason for that. Yeah, I agree. It's you know, it's unfortunate because probably the last six or seven years, the Undertaker has you know, possibly had the best match at, at every WrestleMania. Um, and, you know, th- this this night he, he did not even come close. No, he didn't. Um, Piran Sorgensen matches that um, he was, Undertaker was being a heel in 2002, but he becomes uh, a face when he faces Jeff Hardy in match. And Taker wins it, but at the end of it, he weighs his hard hand, shows respect. Um, he was undisputed champion at that time for I guess, a couple of months, and then he dropped it to the Rock. And then um, it fast forwarded a bit. Um, it takes leaving Western with Briggs Charles has a phone off the stage. I think it was during the war, and uh, that's kind of sparked a feud. Um, he continues feud when he makes his comeback after the Royal Rumble and defeats the Big Show at No Way Out uh, with a triangle choke. And then um, after the match, Aim Train. 
who's known as Sweet Team now. He's had like 50 different name changes in the last like 10 years. Um, he takes he on to take it after the match, but Nathan Jones, who has just joined the company, uh, came to the rescue. So he's getting, starts getting this like kind of like this protege, um, Undertaker like kind of mentor Nathan Jones. There's a couple of times where you see um, like Undertaker like training him like before SmackDown show and um, things like that. Um, so this is like the last WrestleMania match has him has the biker. Uh, what did you think of him being the biker? You know, I, I mean, this, this might be me being a little old school, but I was never a big fan of the American badass, make the Undertaker a real person thing. I think the Undertaker is the mythical being. You know, kayfabe is dead. But the Undertaker is not. That you know, that's that's been my opinion on it. Not my fate. My not my personal favorite run for the Undertaker. Uh, no, I mean um, with me. I mean, I don't. It's been weird. He also been weird as a biker. But when he's been a Deadman gimmick for the first time, it it came a really dark character. And I don't think creative thought that they could kind of dial it back down. So perhaps having a break from it for a few years. Probably the best thing to do. I'll probably make it a little bit more realistic. But yeah, and you know, I could definitely understand where they were coming from, and it probably helped, uh, and it was able to sustain the Undertaker to the point that he is now. But for me, it's just it's not my favorite time for him. You know, his feud with DDP, then bringing his wife in, and all that stuff. It probably worked for the time, and it worked for the character, but it's just it wasn't my uh, wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, so when we get to the match itself, um, I've been, I tried to look for this, but apparently on Sunday night heat before the WrestleMania, A trained the Big Show and Nunzio for some reason um, attacked Nathan Jones before the match. So it um, becomes a handicap match. And there's a bit near the end that I find really interesting. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, pretty much, I want to take his entrance in this one. Um, he's got Lim Biscuit coming out to perform one, the one I'm going to take us using that at the time. And um, the song goes on for ages because it goes on the aisles in the wing and all that stuff. And then Undertaker comes out down the aisle and then goes around the wing. You know, there's no he just goes on the aisle, goes out the wing, and then parks at the end of the aisle. Um, the comments of this one are Michael Tolan, Colin Taz because is it technically is a SmackDown match. Um, it's a bit weird because Copeland from now, except for like maybe three matches up to the present day, is constant a lot. On Undertaker matches, and um, I didn't think he was too bad. He's not as bad as he. I don't think now he's as bad as he is. I think mean, yeah. now he's really bad. Yeah, I agree. He was fine, you know, when he was when he was the lead announcer on SmackDown, working with Taz and everything. I think he was fine. You know, he he was he was okay, but in the last few years, you know, they they made him a heel announcer, yeah. and this whole time you've always had this. You, know, you have the the play by play guy who is going to be, if not leaning towards the faces, and tries to be as neutral as possible. And then you would have like the Jesse Ventura, the Bobby Heenan, the Jerry Lawler at certain points in his career, um, you know, JBL at some some points, the heel color man. You never really had the heel play by play guy, and I really didn't like that. And then they started pushing him and giving him these spots with. Uh, different people giving him a WrestleMania moment. Uh, and then since then, I don't think he's ever gotten back to where he was before. And there are definitely times where 
I find Raw to be unlistenable from commentary between uh, Cole Lawler and Bradshaw. I, I just find it unlistenable. Yeah, I mean, um, I can kind of see what it's kind of turned Michael Cole heel because uh, not for no fault of his own, everyone loves Jim Ross. And to replace him is a really tough thing to do. So I can see kind of, and obviously the fans don't like it, so I can see, you no, know, kind of make it a bit interesting, not kind of make it him the heel uh, in a way. But it, I said before, it, it, you're right, it, it's got too far. I mean, the WrestleMania match they had was a cluster and everything like that. So I can't understand what they did with that. But in this match, in this match itself, I don't think it's too bad. And Taz isn't too bad in this either. Yeah, it's something that I found going back. And I've been, you know, I, I watched this WrestleMania and I've been on the network. I've been going back and looking at a lot of this era. And I, you know, I think Michael Cole is fine. I think Taz is a little, eh. I don't, yeah. I was never a Taz guy on, on commentary, but I think Michael Cole is fine. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I do think that, you know, he may want to break away from Jim Ross. They didn't want another Jim Ross, but I think they did take it a little too far in trying to, to break the mold there. Yeah. Um, so that's not actually, um, a-Train and Big Show come down, and A-Train decides to, like, you know, play with the bike and spits on it. Not really a good idea. Um, and then the match starts when Big Show tries to attack the Undertaker, but Undertaker dodges it and sends Show over the rope. Um, pretty much during this match, um, I'll, I'll go into a bit more detail, but this match is that seemed to be, like, Taker gets dominant over both of them, and then they kind of use, use numbers game, but every so often Undertaker does kind of get a bit of offense in before you no know, getting beat back down because of numbers. Yeah, that's that that was the that was the plan here. And it's very interesting because like you said, this was supposed to be a tag team thing with Nathan Jones, who I always thought was pretty underrated. He had a very, very short co- career. I think the traveling got to him and the life of wrestling just it wasn't for him. Yeah. So I believe they ended up doing a tour of Australia where he's from, and he just stayed in Australia. Yeah, but I, w- yeah, I was a Nathan Jones guy though. You know, the Colossus of Bago Road, and and obviously they had high hopes for him. I remember those vignettes that they um, had played for him before, and then they put him tagging with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a weird thing. Well. Well, it does come down later on. We'll talk about it in a minute. But it is, I don't know, it's just, it's a tag team match. And even at, even at the time, it's like you put on a ticket a tag team match. Okay. Kind of thing. It, it did, it did seem a bit weird. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's the only. It's the only uh, WrestleMania tag team match that The Undertaker has been a part of. I mean, if, if you could call it a tag team match, it, you know, it ends up. Not becoming a tag team match, but it's one of those very you know strange things. Maybe going with the idea of them wanting to have this new character, him helping to put Nathan Jones over, and then you put him in there with you know the Big Show and A Train, who were you know pretty serviceable, I guess, yeah. as a tag team. Yeah, um, we just about to match. Um, you know, obviously being a bit dominant to begin with, and then. Um, he does the old school, then goes after the big on the A train. It goes after the big show, um, but A train managed to hit the the duelle and then tosses the A cut out of the ring. This one and this is when kind of the numbers game kind of um, take you no know, take advantage of it. Uh, show him to take it into the ring post while A train stands the referee, and then big show kind of bosses take off the barrier and then walks back into the ring, and then A train sinks up 
takes it off the middle rope. Um, get a few trick tags, uh, show tags in, punches in the taker. Um, there's a bit when Undertaker just try to, he's in the corner, try to punches himself back in. And then, um, but there's a bit where um, A-Train tries to stop, like, Taker being the trap out of the big show. But he gets put in the cross on Breaker. And with this, uh, you can sort of see the evolving of him kind of, Undertaker's a really big MMA fan, so he kind of evolving from like the whole like dead man, really slow pace. Where he's going for the back of gimmick, he's kind of involving this MMA style. But it is, I always find it weird Undertaker, he's a really big guy doing submission moves. Yeah, it's always funny. And the submission, the submission moves became a big part of his run, you know, during this time. And when, and when he was able to come back and including up to this day, he likes to throw in that MMA stuff. He is a big MMA fan. And I think he wanted to try to incorporate some of that stuff, but you're right. It's depending on his opponent. It can, it can be a little awkward. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when, Almost like a pussy and cross arm breaker. Uh, Shaw starts out with a dog, a leg drop, and Shaw hits a few head busts and then puts him in a dominal stretch. Um, Adrian helps out by, you know, you kind of like use your arm to kind of give a bit more leverage, kind of thing. So it gives you a bit of like, you know, typical tag team tactics in this match as well. Um, Adrian taps in and then starts stopping the non taker, then goes back to the dominal stretch. Um, but Taker managed to reverse it and then hits a back suplex. And but obviously that doesn't take long because Show gets back into it and hits a clothesline on him. Um, it's it's I don't know it's a it's a really kind of back and forth match which you kind of expect a handicap match. And also um, there's a bit where A Train starts mocking Taker and keeps pushing him down. But then Taker um, makes a comeback at his DDT and it makes a cover and then Show kind of just pulls him off um, and there's a bit where um, like pretty much uh, you have both A train and the big show in opposite corners and Undertaker is giving them constant avalanche splashes and I do like that bit yeah there was it was interesting and it's definitely unlike any other Wrestlemania match that the Undertaker had Yeah, I, I think we can we can say that and I thought you know what they had planned and and how it all kind of came together. I don't think it was that terrible. It, it, it's not a classic, but I think some of the things that they were able to incorporate made it a pretty watchable thing. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll get to the end about that. But I mean, I thought what well, the time it doesn't really care. But then you know, over time, well, that actually wasn't as great as I thought it would be. They watched it again. There are some bits that made no sense, but they all come a bit actually. Turned out to be quite a decent match overall. Nowhere near as good as because the last two matches with Triple H and Flair are really good matches. I really enjoyed them and it seems to be like a little blip in a way before he goes on, like, you know, Kane and Randy Orton, that kind of like, area. Yeah, it's a little bit of an anomaly, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the bit where um, Tigger tries to choke some the big show, uh, we get hit by Big Brother by A Train. Uh, Show me the clothesline, but he gets hit with a flying clothesline. And um, the, it looks like the match is going to be over for a minute because Adrian hits the bicycle kit and Show hits the choke slam. Uh, Naven Jones then decides to run in and uh, Show clocks him and meets him halfway up the aisle and gets hit with a, tri- a brutal roundhouse kick. 
yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Corner of, you weren't sure what was going to, you didn't know what was going to happen. And then you actually see Nathan Jones come out and become part of the match. Yeah. Which, um, which is a bit weird because while this is happening, um, A Train does a cover, but only gets two. And then Navy Joe comes in and just, he doesn't do anything. He, he obviously, like, practically decapitates the big show. Comes in, hits a big boot on A Train. And I want to point out that the first thing Tony Chibble said was, like, this is now a handicap match. And at the time, I didn't care. But watch it now, I'm thinking to myself, well, hang on, have you, have, shouldn't Taker be disqualified here? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where either they don't care that it doesn't make any sense or yeah. they just didn't think about it. And you see that sometimes with certain wrestling matches. You don't know if they don't care or if they just never came to their mind. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the end of the match because um, only Taker Myers hits the uh, Tucson A train to get to win. And then afterwards, Taker and Nathan Jones celebrate with the American flag. I said, well, it's quite a short match. I think the whole, come, the whole video I watched came to about 11 minutes. I could like the entrances and everything like that. Um, I've said before, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's, it's okay match, but you compare it to some of the, the I mean, obviously you've got the middle like car fight girls. No, forget that for a second. But you had some really good matches. You had um, the Sean, Sean Michael Trichet match, which I think is one of my favourite matches of, of WrestleMania. You had the um, the Vince Hogan match, which had a really big story and a really brutal match as well. Um, you also had like the main event in which Brock Lesnar tries to be Icarus and fails miserably <laughs> with his shooting star press against Angle. And also you had the um, Austin Rock 3, and with Rock going through his Hollywood gimmick. So it's yeah. they try to stack cars. Yeah, it really is. And you'd think, when you think about, you know, this is... This is 11 years ago, and how The Undertaker has become WrestleMania in these 11 years, not having a bad match, and for a lot of these, having the best match, and for some people's money, uh, some of those Shawn Michaels matches, those two uh, Shawn Michaels matches are considered by some people to be the absolute best of all time, or at least in the conversation. Yeah. So I think it would be funny. I don't know what... I don't know what the equivalent would be today. Imagine if The Undertaker teamed up with, oh, geez, a bright young uh, face. Yeah. Uh, I can't, no, no one, I'm trying no, to think. Mind, yeah. Like, a, you know, a, like, a, I don't want to say this because I might give him my diss, but like a, a Bo Dallas or, yeah. you know, someone like that, like it just coming out of, out of nowhere, literally. Uh, it just it could it wouldn't be done now because of where you know the, 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 where the Undertaker is now versus what was going on eleven years ago was so different, and it it makes this WrestleMania and this contest unique and interesting. Just like as bad as WrestleMania nine may be, it's the only time that the Undertaker didn't get a pinfall or submission or an actual you know sort of quote, quote unquote legit victory. He only won by DQ. It's like the only little blemish, if there's a blemish, on the record of The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And unfortunately, the giant Gonzalez is no longer with us, so he can't get that win back, basically. Yeah, I mean, um, so, I mean so the first few of like, really bad. Um, so, I mean, I like the WrestleMania 8 match. I'm quite bad because that's the first ever event I watched. No one's got me into wrestling. 
And with that one, the wrestler's probably not great, but I think it tells a really good story. Um, 9 and 11 are just disasters. And 12 is a bad. 13 was a bit of a disaster. And then it kind of got 14 was pretty good. 15 was kind of there. And then you got Triple H and all that. So it's kind of, kind of starts to get like pretty good. I think one's just like an anomaly and they get kind of faced pretty good. Like throughout up until, um, Last year when they faced uh, CM Punk. Um, this year uh, on the tickets, they can brought Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. I know you're going to be there live. Is that one of the matches you're really looking forward to? It is mostly because I always love to see The Undertaker. And I think this is a you know unique setup that they have. I was really excited for the for the Punk thing last year. And we were there live last year too in New Jersey. And that storyline... And tying in everything with Paul Bearer dying. And I was in Washington for the Go Home Raw when Punk had all the ashes on his face and all that stuff. Like, really good heel stuff. I was really brought into this. I don't think the buildup for this one with Brock has been quite as good. But I am still looking forward to it. Because, you know, it's The Undertaker. It's a different kind of opponent. And I'm I'm really looking forward to what's going to come out of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to try to watch much of the war, obviously, but I did see Paul Heyman promo. I think it was on last week. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, and I think it's it's Paul Heyman is the is the catalyst for any kind of build-up for this. If Paul Heyman wasn't involved in this, I think they would have a real catastrophe on their hands. Yes, I, mean, I completely agree with that. I mean, because uh, Brock, kind of like the Undertaker in the way, is not the best person on the mic. And having someone like Paul Heyman, who I think is probably one of the best talkers I have ever seen. Um, and I think, I mean, it's time it was a commentary. I really enjoyed that as well. Um, and I just love this promo. It was like, it was like comparing to all like, like Undertaker Street to all the great, all the great people who wrestled like John Cena, um, Austin and like, you know, The Walk and Shawn Michaels. And he's saying, and it's kind of like, you're kind of complimenting Undertaker, but also like kind of, kind of, insulting him at the same time it's like going yes you've got this streak so if you want to keep the streak don't face boss Le- Brock Lesnar because he will destroy you You will, the streak will end when you face Brock Lesnar yeah absolutely and he ties in he do, they do make good points about how it was so easy for the Undertaker he was destroying these people and now the last couple years it takes its toll on him and he's barely you know the stuff with Hunter the stuff with Sean <clears throat> yeah it really takes its toll. I and I agree with you about Heyman. I thought I think Heyman for me, Paul Heyman is probably in the top four or five best managers in the history of wrestling because yes. he can he can talk you he can talk you into being interested in something that you probably wouldn't be. He can um he could take someone like Brock who has almost no microphone skills. And I know a lot of people make fun of this on online because <laughs> When Brock grabs the microphone, if you look at Heyman, Heyman always has this look on his face. Yeah, so like, from last year. Yeah, like, just don't do it, Brock. Don't, yeah. don't Whatever you do, don't do. And, you know, all the screams that Brock makes and his – he's it's so weird. So Heyman can work with that guy. But then he can do something like he did with Punk where CM Punk is a great talker. Yeah. And Heyman can just be like the catalyst. Like sometimes you need a manager because the guy just can't talk and you need him to to help him get over. And then sometimes you can be sort of 
the auxiliary. You can you can be the you know not as much the mouthpiece, uh, more like the companion sort of. Yeah. And Heyman can fit those roles so well. Without Heyman, they can't do this, especially when Brock doesn't show up for every event because of his contract and and you know so on and so forth. Heyman really has made this feud better. Uh, and it's 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 going to be interesting. It's one of those where, and this has happened before. I don't feel like the the streak is is threatened here. No, I mean, um, I've I presented for, for the last other podcast that um, the vast majority of of, of people will think Undertaker is going to win. The challenge that WWE have to do is to make you think that Undertaker could lose. And I think there's a time when when they face Sean in Westman in twenty five. And uh, when uh, I was like a face Triple H at the I think there were times where you thought that was possible. Um, I'd love to see him pull match. I think he was a good match, but I never really thought that he was going to win. Even though yeah. I, I like the way I like the way he did the story. It's like it, he wasn't thinking about beating on ticket. He was thinking about beating on the ticket, but he's beaten by any means necessary, like the disqualification, the counts out. And he never really put, it was good because the last few on ticket matches before that were all like no disqualification, no holes barred. At points like going, okay, well, I don't have any of that. It's a normal wrestling match, so I can get on to the sort of it. I get him to, I get him counted out, and I'll still win. Yeah, yeah, and I think some years, and I've been to this will be my fourth WrestleMania, WrestleMania twenty four in Orlando against Edge. That was one of those where I think everyone knew that Taker was going to win. Yeah, um, and then the I went to twenty eight and twenty nine. So the two Hunter ones, and there were there were times live in in uh, or I'm sorry the the second Hunter one and then the first Punk one the, the only Punk one, uh, there were times during that second match with Hunter in Miami that the crowd sort of felt like he could that that Hunter could win, not that we necessarily you know, wanted that to happen, but there was definitely a feeling, for lack of a better word, yeah. Uh, I agree. I mean, um, I mean, when the first was the first Triple H match they had in the WrestleMania 17, I'm, I wasn't been Triple H fan. I wasn't to win that one. Yeah, and I remember then, that, and they they punished him. Yeah, um, and, yeah. And then the then the next two after, no, the last that's too hard. He's like, even though big Triple H fans like, I don't really want him to win it. I want him to have a good match, but I didn't want to win the match. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's sort of where we're at. Is and I had this debate. There was a big debate on Twitter about this. You know, should the Undertaker streak end? And then, then you have to go into well, if if you think it should, then who should end it? Because if you have a John Cena end it, you don't need John Cena doesn't need any more ammo. He's John Cena. Yeah. So you, you'd have a Bray Wyatt, a Roman Reigns, someone like that end the streak, and then you have a lot of street cred. My opinion is that the streak should never be broken, yeah. especially in you know in this in this world. You know, this passing of the torch thing is it's just it's not the same like when Andre lost to Hogan. It's the world is just different. You don't you don't need to do that. And I don't think I don't think it's it's I don't think you have to do that to get someone over. I think Bray Wyatt is gonna be a superstar whether he beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania or not. Yeah. I mean, um with terms of like I'm torn about whether Undertaker should face Cena at WrestleMania because I think it'd be like a really big spectacle. But um over 2012, I became a really big Cena hater. 
And there's many reasons for that. One was that he never like lost clean. It was always like something would happen, you know, it would be bad referee decision or someone could interfere or whatever that. And I'm worried that if he faces Undertaker and Undertaker, I don't see him as like, well, I want to take the win here. But I worry that it might be written in a way that it, Cena would get, kind of get screwed out of it and it kind of would take the victory. I can't really do that when I take a match. Yeah, I, 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 I worry about that, but I do think that it's going to happen because it's, like you said, it's, it is a spectacle. I mean, it's something that you have to do it, right? Yeah. You, you, you have to. You, I, I just feel like you, it's a missed opportunity, but what do you, like, what's the plan? You know, what, that's a match where you could have people say that Cena is going to go over, but it doesn't do anything for the business if Cena goes over. And honestly, at this point, Cena is nine years out from his first world title win at WrestleMania versus JBL. He doesn't need to get over anymore. And there'd be a lot of people. There's so many people that have a anti Cena thing anyway. I feel like that would be the final straw for some people. Yeah. Um, I also think, honestly, at this point, if they were going to end the streak, and this is this is not one of my favorite people, but if they were going to end the streak at any point, I feel like they could have ended it with Randy Orton when he was doing the Legend Killer thing. Yeah. Because you know he had killed all these other people. If he beats the Undertaker at WrestleMania, you know that's that takes him to a whole other level. But to my point. Randy Orton didn't need, to be, didn't need to beat The Undertaker to become you know, one of the top two or three stars in the company, main eventing WrestleMania, going into WrestleMania with the gold. Yeah. So it's just one of those things like we talked about earlier. You know, Kayfabe is dead, but The Undertaker is still here. I think the streak is one of those things that's sacred. In a, in a world of sports entertainment where nothing is sacred, I think the streak is. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. Um, a lot. I know it, we won't going to get many left because I think we'll take like forty-eight now. But yeah, it's one of the things I always look forward to at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So Nick, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can always tweet me at Nick Gator. N-I-C-K-G-A-T-O-R, all one big word. Uh, I also do an occasional column for Keep the Noise Down. You can find that at keepthenoisedown, all one word, dot net. I do a semi-regular column called The Gator Pit. Uh, next week, I will be doing a WrestleMania preview show with the Brothers of Destruction podcast. Uh, and that's that's about it i we've retired from the future endeavors show but you can still listen to whole episodes so that is where i am yes um and you can find me on twitter at lowdown wrestling and my website is lowdownwrestling.blogspot.com uh, for the last year and a bit focus just on pay-per-view reviews and once again this podcast series all sorted i'm starting to write a bit more paper piece and all that stuff so nick thank you again for being on the show absolutely Yes, and uh, join us next time where it'll be if your old Christian Devers buddy Coach Santiago and we'll talk about the second K match at WrestleMania 20. So, Fantastic. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.